From the studios of One Jacks Productions, this is The Revealing, a ministry of One Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida, with your hosts, Senior Pastor Frank Silvaggio, Associate Pastor Robert Engel, and Praise Leader Chris Wing. Welcome back to another episode of The Revealing. Thank you once again for joining us here. We are uh, grateful, humbled. Um, glad uh, to be a part of this ministry uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, Frank Salvaggio, Chris Wing, and myself, Robert Engel, we welcome you back once again, joining us here at the table uh, for uh, just some more Bible study. Uh, we are in this series of covenants. Uh, a little more specifically, we find ourselves in the Abrahamic covenant, um, taking a, carving out a few episodes here uh, to really get into the nuts and bolts of, of what it is and, and all of that. Uh, we spent a great deal of time last week uh, laying the foundation and getting an understanding of um, lead, what is has led up to the Abrahamic covenant, and then we unpack some of uh, just some uh, of of the covenant itself. Um, spending some time in Genesis there, and so we're going to go back there. Uh, so again, grab your be- your Bible, uh, grab a paper uh, and a pen, and I would definitely recommend that um, you, uh, if you can and when you can, uh, take notes there. Um, but uh, man, I- I'm excited for this. Uh, I- I- listen, I am uh, just because I'm here on this side of the microphone does not mean that I know all the answers and that I that I can. Um, you know that the, the we have all the answers by any means. Um, I'm learning myself as we go through this, so this this is exciting for me as well. Um, so um, we have our our, our uh, senior pastor here with us as always, uh, who um, uh, is probably the brainchild here of the operations as far as definitely not a brainchild. The content and <laughs> the Bible. Uh, he was just saying uh, before our episode that um, his his notes on his. Uh, iPad there weren't working, and so what you're hearing is uh, is all the top of his head, and so um, we're just we're here along for the ride. So uh, bear with us, uh, but but I think you're gonna find that um, you, you you'll be blessed um, nonetheless. So uh, we're gonna jump right into it. Uh, make sure you're caught up from last episode. That will be vital uh, to your understanding of this episode. Um, but uh, guys, wh- where are we gonna start today? Um, I know we yeah. left off last week with with Isaac there, and yeah, I think that's where we'll start. Let's, okay. uh, Chris. Why don't you go ahead and read us uh, Genesis uh, twenty eight, uh, maybe eleven through fifteen, we'll say. And okay. what we're what we're trying to establish now is, and what we're trying to show, uh, and, and picking up from where we were last time, Abraham gets this this uh, covenant from God. Uh, you know, uh, he he uh, uh, promises uh, that were made. Uh, his wife is barren. His wife uh, gives uh, Abraham her handmaiden, uh, an Egyptian handmaiden, uh, and she, uh, um, uh, he has a, a child with uh, that handmaiden by the name of Ishmael. Mm-hmm. Um, God obviously is not uh, too thrilled with that. Uh, he is uh, uh, going to come, uh, uh, not necessarily against it, if I could say it that way, but he's going to shift courses on Abraham, uh, where Abraham may have thought Ishmael was going to be the... Uh, the, where the covenant was going to pass down to, he uh, lets them know that that's not going to be true, that uh, he is going to pass down this covenant uh, to a son that's going to come out of Sarah's womb. Right. And that's kind of where we are. Isaac has uh, uh, been born now. Uh, Isaac is uh, uh, going to have a very interesting encounter with God right. uh, where God is going to uh, pass the covenant to him. Uh, and it's a, a very obvious uh, transition here. Uh, so why don't we go ahead and read verses 11 through 15. 
All right, Genesis 28, 11 through 15 says, And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night, because the sun was set, and he took of the stones of that place and put them for pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed and beheld a ladder set upon the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven, and behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac, and the, the, the land whereon thou liest. To thee will I give it, and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south. And in thee, and in thy seed, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee. And I will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken of thee. And he's talking to Jacob here. He's talking to Jacob, yeah. So uh, uh, let me correct myself there. We looked at Genesis 17 where the covenant passed down to Isaac. Now Mm -hmm. we're looking at where the covenant is passing to Jacob. My apologies. Um, But clearly he's talking to Jacob. Verse 10, 28, 10 says, And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went to Haran. So this is who he's talking to. The covenant now passes down. Uh, to uh, 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 Jacob. So again, uh, that covenant that was made with Abraham in Genesis 12, uh, 1 through 3 and verse 7 is now being passed down to Isaac, uh, which is uh, uh, where we saw Genesis 17. Mm -hmm. And now it's being passed down to Jacob, uh, where we see in Genesis 28, uh, 10 through uh, 15. Now let's just kind of finish this real quick and ultimately see what happens here with Jacob. If you go to Genesis 32 and in verse number 28, uh, can you go ahead and read that uh, there, uh, Chris? Mm-hmm. We're going to see uh, what God does here with Jacob. Genesis 32:28 says, and he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men and hast prevailed. So now we see Jacob's name change. So now Jacob's name is changed, of course, to Israel. Yeah. And as you mentioned last time, Chris, um, if we were to continue the story, um, I think it's even Genesis 35, if I remember correctly. Um, God lays out, uh, maybe it's not 25, 30, yeah, it is 35. Yes, it is 35. Um, what God does is... Uh, uh, he lays out the 12 sons uh, that uh, Jacob is going to have, Correct. which we call um, the, 12 uh, the 12 tribes of Israel. Yep. And so obviously what we're going to see is that the, this covenant is going to pass down uh, to those 12 boys as well. Yeah. When they go in, when they do finally get into the promised land, um, although not all of the promised land is divided, uh, they do, uh, uh, you see this up, you know, how God sets up the, uh, the different uh, 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 borders, mm-hmm. if you will, uh, over there in Joshua. And then, uh, and then what, interestingly enough, God does the same thing again in Ezekiel, uh, verses 40 through 48, uh, which, by the way, is in the Millennial Kingdom. Chapters 40 Ch- through 48. Chapters. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's and which, by the way, is in the Millennial Kingdom. Yeah. And, and, and again, that shows us that God's not done with Israel. Right. Amen. There's a future fulfillment. Okay. <laughs> Can't get around <laughs> and, it. And by nope. the way, when you get to Ezekiel 40 through 48, guess what? Take it all. Mm, amen. I whispered that they get all the land. <laughs> oh, you the, just spoiled the end of everything yeah, now. They get all the land. <laughs> the fulfillment. So, um, if you want to come to the Bible and say God's done with Israel mm. and that God is going to fulfill everything through the church, man, you you just don't realize 
how many scriptures you're mm-hmm. coming up against by saying that. Mm-hmm. If once again, that replacement theology is a big yeah. part of this covenant, and you can see all through the Bible as you're starting to now outline and we're starting to open up, is that God has this land. He promised it to uh, to Israel, and you can see all the way through the Bible how he starts to give to bring them more and more into it. And of course, obviously, the fulfillment of it, because they never had the whole thing, will be in that end in the millennial, millennial reign of Christ. So yeah. they've never had the full thing, but they, they did get a portion of it, and he did divide it up amongst them, and then you know you see that, like you said, through Joshua and and all the great, that. The greatest amount of land that Israel has has enjoyed, if you will, was under King Solomon. But if you look at at First uh, Kings six, if I remember correctly, uh, when he starts talking about Solomon, um, and you start f- flowing through it, you're going to find that they never had from the Nile, which mm. is in Egypt, mm. right, uh, all the way to uh, River Euphrates. River Euphrates. Yep. Uh, which is uh, in you know modern day Iran, Iraq. I think it runs Euphrates runs through that that area there. Yeah. Uh, obviously. So so listen. So here's the deal, and this is what we want to do in this episode. And and although the, again, uh, this may seem off track, it's really not. Uh, it, it is actually very pertinent to the story. It's very pertinent to this covenant, and I do think it's important that we take the time to do it. God is got a plan. He's going to start to move that plan in a direction where he has now sp- picked a specific person mm-hmm. that passed down to another specific person mm-hmm. that passed down to another specific person yep. who had 12 specific people yes. <laughs> that he is going to work his plan through. There's going to be a redeemer coming. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a Messiah coming. There's going to be one that is going to, okay, you didn't want to govern yourselves then I'm going to govern you. Mm. I'm going to be the king. Okay. And so Israel and what God sets up through Israel, by the way, to this date in human history, Israel is the only empire, if you will, only kingdom, whatever you want to call them. People group, yeah. People group that ever and only had a theocratic system. Yeah. And what is a theocratic system? God is king, yeah. God was the leader of the, mm-hmm. of the okay? And by the way, that, that, that that's never going to change, okay, in the aspect that um, understanding that what God is, 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 is I don't want to say attempting to do, because that would be a false way to say it. What God is going to do, just the problem is, is that we have man and Satan coming up against it, is he's going to put a king on that throne. Mm-hmm. What's going to be none other than himself? Amen. In the in the in the in the uh, form of Jesus Christ, right? And and so okay, so I want to go back to Genesis twelve, and I want to look at something here, okay? Because this is how we're going to kind of break up the next two episodes, and we're going to look at this from uh, a couple different angles. So again, notice what it says. Uh, it says, "And I will make thee." Uh, Genesis 12, verse 2, mm-hmm. says, I'll make thee a great nation, and I'll bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. I will bless them that bless thee, curse them that curseth thee, and all families of the earth shall be blessed. And he says, and unto thy seed will I give this land. So he's talking about this seed, okay? And 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 obviously, uh, um, when you look at that, you go, okay, well, the seed was... Isaac makes sense. And then, and then the seed passed on to Jacob. Okay. So, um, when we did the 10 keys of Bible study, Mm -hmm. one of the keys of Bible study, we said 
was that when you look at Scripture, you have to look at the three applications of Scripture, right? And so the three applications of Scripture is to take things historically, to take things, in other words, it, these events actually happened. Contextual, right? historical. Uh, Garden of Eden, that is a real story. It really happened. Now, can you pull out doctrine from that story? Yes, you can. Sure. Prophecy, doctrine, go hand in hand. No doubt that's a second way to go to Genesis 1 through 3. And by the way, you could be there a while mm. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if, you, if you really start to dig into that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and then finally, you have your application, your, your spiritual. Okay. How does this, okay, how does this story relate to me? What mm. can I learn from this so that I can now uh, um, not make the same mistakes, things like that? Okay. Well, the seed. What are we what are we talking about here? What is this seed? Yeah. Okay. So, obviously in the historical context, there's no question about it. We just that's the reason why we went to right. uh Genesis 17. It's the reason why we went to Genesis 28. It's the reason why we went to Genesis 35. The seed in this historical context is passed to Isaac, yeah. passed to Jacob, passed to the 12 sons. Mhm. This physical land was physically given to Jacob, Israel. Yes, sir. That's who it was given to. Okay. Now, do you think Satan is going to be okay with that? No. If God's moving. Right. Go ahead, Robert. Say it. Satan is countering and counterfeiting. Okay. So so, so he's going to come against it. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about that coming against that particular uh, aspect of it today, but before I do that, okay, what's the what's the uh, the uh, 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 doctrinal application of the seed? Um, Galatians, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Let, let's go there yeah. and read it. Okay, yeah. I want to make sure that this isn't just something we're making up. Sure, I want people to see it. Yeah, and I believe if I remember correctly, that's Galatians three. Yes, that sounds. If anybody gets there and before me, feel free to read it. I'm there. Go ahead and read it. Um, three, verse six, I want to say. <clears throat> Look at this. The brain child. Is it? Told mm. you. Is, Is that it? What it? Yeah. Uh, and when, <clears throat> excuse me, and when the woman saw that, okay, <laughs> I, just, I just looked at Genesis 3. Wow. All right, here it goes. Galatians 3. Uh, Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Yeah, so it's not no. Galatians 3. But it is Galatians 3. It's still a good verse. Let's see here. Hang tight with us, y'all. Uh, it's verse 16. <laughs> 6, 16. I was there close. There it is. <laughs> we'll give it to you. There you go. Uh, now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not, and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. Okay. So, so now from a doctrinal standpoint, right. we understand that the seed is Christ. Yeah. And so now what we're learning is that not only... Were they given a historical land covenant? Uh -huh. They were also given a promise that a seed Amen. was going to come, and and he's he's not going to be worried about the land per se. Yeah, he's worried about something different. Remember Genesis three fifteen? Yes, the seed mm -hmm. of the woman. Mm -hmm. Okay, you start following that seed through the Bible, and that seed is Christ. Right. Okay, so there was something else that was going to come out of Abraham's loins. It was 
this redeemer that was a Messiah. Mm. Now listen, do note the Savior and the Messiah are two different things. Mm. Yep. Note that. Yep. They're not the same thing. The Savior of the world yeah. is different than the Messiah who is a king over Israel. Israel right. So there is a physical application and a spiritual application from a doctrinal sense. So it would be fair to say that if, as part of the New Testament church, the Lord Jesus Christ would not be considered our Messiah. Listen. Would, would that be fair I, to say? I, I, I do believe that that would be fair to say. Yep, I agree. Yeah. I, he, I, he, he is God. I he is our this. God, our Lord, our Savior. You know, I, yes. I, I would say this, okay? So as Israel looks at their king, now, man, listen with your spiritual ears right now and hear what I'm about to say because this is going to be a good one right here. Watch. As he is uh, a, a, a Messiah, okay? Messiah means anointed one, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And so certainly uh, it was Israel that was looking for the Messiah. Were we looking for a Messiah as no. Gentiles? No. 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 But... But our sins needed to be saved just like Israel's. Absolutely. So, is Jesus king? Yes. He is. Now, is he the king over the Jews? Yes. Physically or spiritually? Uh, both. Well, at, at, predominantly at physically. One point, predominantly at, physically. At, I guess at one, I'm thinking, you know, he is in the, the millennium. He is the king of the kingdom of heaven. Yes. How is he associated with the Gentiles? Oh, I see. Yeah. Is he our king? Mm-hmm. Kingdom of God. Huh. That's the king of our heart. Interesting. Dif- they are fundamentally different. Mm-hmm. Why? Because one is applied physically while the other one is applied spiritually. Hmm. That is the doctrinal teaching of the Bible. To miss that point is to miss who Jesus really is and why he came. Mm. Okay? Don't miss that. Um, his title, Son of God, we're so flippant about that. We jump to the humanistic way of looking at it. Right. When in reality, Jesus is not God's son. Yeah. As we think of it as a son. No. Right. Jesus is the first man to have the title son of God on planet earth since Adam. Yes. That's why he's the second Adam. That's yes. why he has that title. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, I mean, listen, that helps you, that helps a whole lot of areas. That helps you understand what the Trinity is all about. Yeah. Okay. Stop calling God. Stop looking at Jesus him. is not lesser God. No, you know, and, and although, although he was conceived by Mary, by the Holy ghost, mm-hmm. and although he, mm-hmm. he was conceived, if you will, in such a way that, we, and he gets that title, son of God, but listen, it's capital S. Amen. <laughs> okay. Amen. There's something more going on there yeah. than just he is the son of God. There is a much more deeper meaning to it that we're, we've lost today because we have relegated him to the physical mm. son of God. And and be careful because there's a spiritual application there too. And I would, I would surmise that the spiritual application is probably more important hmm. to understand. Mm. Okay. Anyways. All right. So... All right, so Christ is the seed. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Okay. When the seed was born, did Satan 
try to destroy it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, remember, remember Herod. Right. 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 I, mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, kill, it, it kill all the children two years and it was, it was it was a direct attack on the right. seed. Yeah. Okay. All right. When when Israel, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, when they all started moving toward the promised land, mm-hmm. what happened? What, did they just get an open road? Everything was hunky dory. No, not in the slightest. No. no, they were constantly met with opposition. Yeah. Right. Who who was doing that? Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, again, Satan's no dummy. Mm-hmm. Satan knows that the seed is going to crush his seed, mm-hmm. and he knows he needs to destroy the seed, but he needs to destroy the seed in three different areas, if you will. He needs to destroy this because the seed has three applications in the Bible, and you need to understand that. Yeah. Okay. Number one, the number one application is the seed is Jacob. Israel, mm-hmm. okay, and they are physically going to be given that land. Hence the reason why, since the time of Abraham to even today, that land's being fought over. Mm. There is a big f- fight that's going on mm. in the physical and the spiritual realm yeah. over that land. Why? God says in Leviticus, the land is mine. Mm. Whose land is it? It's mine. It's his. Jerusalem yeah. is his throne. He right, says, right. so who do you think wants that? Sure. Okay, so Satan. there's going to be a fight over this thing. Mm-hmm. Christ is the seed that's going to crush his seed. So who do you think Satan's okay with, with, with what's going on with Jesus? Mm-mm. No. He is going to be constantly attacking the seed. Okay. All right, but there's another application in the Bible mm-hmm. that's also the final, and there's this spiritual devotional application. Mm-hmm. Okay, what? How how can how can Satan attack me from these these scriptures uh, in a spiritual devotional way? Well, what 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 does God call? What does Jesus call? I, if I remember correctly, it's yeah. in Luke eight eleven. Luke, Luke eight eleven. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, what does he call the word of God? The seed. The seed. Yeah. So, and by the way, is Jesus the he word may, of God? He, he may is. be. Yeah. Okay. So, is. do you think <laughs> Satan might attack? Mm-hmm. The word of God. It makes perfect sense mm-hmm. that he would. I mean, he did it right back in Genesis <laughs> Correct. 3, verse 1. Yeah. So, so right. what you're going to find mm-hmm. is that right from the very beginning, mm-hmm. Satan has always been coming against the seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that seed is in three different areas. Mm-hmm. And if you don't understand that, if you don't know how to come to your Bible and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and study it as God tells you to do it mm-hmm. historically, uh, uh, devotionally and prophetically, mm. you're going to miss that, man. Yeah. And if you miss that, man, you're missing some stuff. That is is paramount because if you're in that position where you don't understand that, then not only are you at a disadvantage from that perspective, but your enemy, your adversary does understand it. Yeah. And he knows these applications of scripture. He knows the implications here. So not only do you not know them in your own understanding and, and growth uh, in the word of God and with the Lord, but your adversary does. And so you're at a double disadvantage there. And I would add, Robert, just as he did with Eve, he will use that against you. No doubt. Don't think he won't. No doubt. He will use your ignorance. Yeah. Let me just use that in a in a in in in, in the proper Biblical term ignorance does not mean you're dumb. It just means you That's, don't know. It means you don't know. 
Yeah. He will use your ignorance against you, and he is a master at doing it. Mm. And what you know, now go back to Job forty-one. What does God say? I will consider. Yeah. I will. I will reveal him. Yeah, yeah. I will. Not I will make him. him yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's trying to conceal himself behind some stuff. Yeah, and the only way he's going to make him known is through what his word. And so, why would Satan want to attack his word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you why Satan won't. So, all these Bible translations and things like that. Listen, you may think it's not a big deal. I'm just going to say. It is a big deal. Such a big deal. It's a very mm-hmm. big deal. And, bef- and and even beyond that, even if you do prescribe to a King James Bible, even if you do have a, you better make sure you know how to read it as well, mm-hmm. because there are many people that read a King James Bible mm-hmm. that make very false mm-hmm. application to things. Got to make and, right and divisions. divide yeah. things. Yeah. So just because you have one doesn't mean sure. you're there. No. Right. Um, you you got to make sure, 1 Corinthians 2 you got to make sure that Holy Ghost is guiding you mm-hmm. and directing you and, 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 and leading you mm. uh, to, to understand the deep things. A mm. natural man can't receive these mm-hmm. things. So, so you were and, talking about something, uh, just if I could interject it real quick, about the whole thing with the land. And all throughout the, the Bible and history, we see Satan coming up against uh, Israel and his people and not wanting to have that land, and they've never fully had that land, and all the battles and conquests and Joshua and all this kind of stuff all throughout history. Mm-hmm. And it makes me, it made me think of, because we are just talking about Jesus and these three different applications of the seed, when Satan took Jesus in, in, into the, he went to the wilderness, right, and he tempted him. Yeah. What was, what was one of the things he tempted him with? He offered him all, all, the, kingdoms all the kingdoms of the, of the world. world, right? Because right now he's the God liturgy of this world, right? He has his, they're his, they're his or, to give yeah, or he wouldn't be. have been able to offer it. So it just, that's a part of this whole thing with the earth and the land and everything he, he actually tried to offer that to, to Jesus uh, because it was his to offer, right? Cause he's, again, he's coming up against that seed. He's now he doesn't want him to have that land. He's messed it all up throughout the, all the Bible. And he, and he tried to tempt Jesus so, with the so, same thing. And so what, what, when, when Jesus uh, gets ready to return, mm. right? When you look at those seals that the lamb of God is going to open right. in, in, in uh, revelation, uh, you have to ask a question. What what, what seals is he opening? What's I was going just on here? thinking yeah. that. Is that yes. just, uh, Revelation 5? It's, uh, 5, yeah. yeah. Just and then moving into yeah. 6. What, what is he opening? He's opening up the land covenant. Yeah, it's a, it's a co- the deed, Those yeah. are, he's, he's opening up the deed to the land. He's the only one and who can do it. And when you get to Revelation 10, yeah. the mighty angel puts his foot on the land. And it, who is the mighty angel? Mm-hmm. It's Jesus, mm-hmm. man. Wow. He's getting ready to take back, take back yep. what is rightfully his. Mm. Man, mm-hmm. if you could, if we could just get this stuff, man. Like, if we just let God's word define itself, <laughs> we would avoid all the trouble we get ourselves into. That's too easy. Come on, <laughs> and it really isn't that difficult. It no, really isn't. Just you read just it. have to take God at His word, sure, and you'll be okay. Uh, but anyways, but I want to talk, if we will, with the remainder of time that we have today. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I want to look at how Satan has come up against that seed physically. Okay. Um, because I think it's it, because in light of everything that's going on today, I, I do think it's important that we talk about that, and I mean Absolutely. that with what's going on over in the crisis over in the Middle East. Sure. Okay. You know, everybody always talks about how we're going to have this big peace covenant, and you know, listen, there's going to be no peace in the Middle East until the Prince of Peace comes. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's just Real get peace, that right. Yeah. Okay. Because because the Antichrist is going to come to power, mm-hmm. and he is going to completely destroy any peace agreement that is made. Okay, so there are probably three 
major passages that I think are, are relevant to this discussion. Uh, but but there are others as well. And when I say that there are others as well, what I mean is as we watch uh, uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, moving on into Egypt, into their uh, captivity to Egypt, and then Moses is 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 uh, called to deliver Israel out of Egypt and bring them into the Promised Land. <clears throat> Throughout all of that, you're going to see how Satan is constantly coming up against these nations or this nation of Israel. Okay. Why? Why? Because Satan knows what the seed is trying to do and he can't have that. He knows that if Israel gets into that land, Israel is going to start doing what they were supposed to do. And Israel is going to start to, uh, uh, the Messiah is going to come. Yeah. All that stuff's going to happen. Right. And now sons of God are going to be created on the, and who, what do sons of God do? Give glory. And he don't want that. That's right. Yeah. He don't want God to have that glory. So he's going to consistently come up against God and his seed. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to see that in all three realms, physically, doctrinally, and spiritually. Mm-hmm. In all three realms, if God's working, <laughs> Think of the three words that you say all the time. Confound. Oh, yeah. Counter, confound, and count. Uh, yeah, confound, counter, counterfeit. Yeah. I wonder if those three things fit with the three applications of Scripture and if Satan's trying to do those three things. Because mm-hmm. that's exactly what he's doing. Mm. Okay? He's coming up against those three different areas. Yeah. And all three areas matter. Mm. Don't just focus on one. See, that's the problem with many in the church today. Mm-hmm. Most people in the church today, I would say... Maybe have a historical understanding. Maybe. Yeah, that's fair. Definitely, we're real big on the spiritual application. Because it's about me. Yeah, that's devotional. why we love to go buy all those Christian books from all these Christian authors, and we think that they're great, and they're so great. Well, you better make sure that Christian author, that Christian author you think you got right there is actually a Christian author, and he's what he's writing is right. Because mm. if what he's writing is wrong, you better be careful. Uh, because... Satan will find a way to confound you. <laughs> okay. No, no doubt. And then certainly, certainly the probably the biggest miss dud that's going on in the church today is we just really have no idea doctrinally what's going on. Okay. Yeah. With all that being said, I want to look at what's going on here from a uh, physical application here. Okay. As Israel is 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 moving toward this promised land and all these things are taking place, who are these people? that are coming up against Israel. So there's there's a couple major players that I want to kind of point out. Okay. Number one, uh, probably the most important one uh, for, and when I say the most important one, I only mean that from the context of what we've already read, yeah. is Ishmael. Okay. Right? So Ishmael was the firstborn. So listen, uh, if, 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 if I was of the tribe of Ishmael mm-hmm. and a covenant was given to my dad, <laughs> who would I think that that covenant should pass down to? Mm-hmm. Down to you. To me. The first Ishmael. Born. He's the firstborn. Sure. But there's a very, very important principle in scripture that do not mess. Okay. God doesn't ever bless the firstborn. Interesting. It's always the secondborn. Mm. Every single time. Mm. Every single time. Cain? Nope. Abel? Yeah. Ishmael? Nope. Isaac? Adam? Nope, Jesus. Second Adam. And Us? 
Does he bless the firstborn? No. No, it's the secondborn. Yeah. Every single time it's the secondborn. And that being the rebirth. Yeah. Born again. Right. John chapter three. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. That's the spiritual That's good. That's there. good. So you got to know this, man. Something's going on with all that, and you find it time and time and time again throughout Scripture. Consistent. It's very consistent. Okay, so um, uh, so so what's going on here? The problem with Ishmael was, by the way, I would even say this: Who came out first, Esau or Jacob? True. Good point. Yeah. Was it Esau? He mm. came out first, but who got the... Correct. Mm. Okay. Anyways, uh, that was just another one. That one's free. No one has yes. to pay me for that one. Oh, nice. Anyways, it's an unbelievable thing, man. Yeah. And, and so what happens here? Okay. So Ishmael obviously was the uh, son of an Egyptian woman, mm-hmm. which obviously represents the world. Mm-hmm. That's an obvious uh, you know, uh, thing here. So, so was God going to establish himself with Ishmael? No. Well, Ishmael, okay, so he represents two, two, because Hagar, the Hagarites, if you will, she was an Egyptian. Scripture is very clear on that. Where did Ishmael go? He went to today what we call uh, Saudi Arabia. So if we were going to start, what what is the word there when you track migrations of people? There's a word for that. Genealogies or mm, geographical? The, the geographical places where they migrated to. Okay. I, I, I'm sorry. I, here's where my notes would have been great. Yeah. I can't remember <laughs> what the, what that word is. But but there is a way. Science can can track people groups back to um, to, to where they've uh, resided mm-hmm. from. And, and listen, what's interesting is the science looks at Genesis 10 exactly. as a very very interesting yeah. passage because it's the only way. It's right. Yeah. The, the, the Genesis 10 is right. Uh, That's so, why they call it the Table of Nations. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, so there's a couple names that I want to drop here that I think are important to know who they are and who they represent mm-hmm. um, in in our in our uh, names today. Ishmael today uh, they would represent Saudi Arabia. Okay. Uh, okay. The Hagarenes. Uh, obviously, that's an, a very easy one. Today represents Egypt. Edom, uh, so Esau's name gets changed to Edom. Uh, I want to say it's in Genesis 36, if I remember correctly, when that happens. Chris, can you check me on that and see if see, I'm what's right on that? I think it's Genesis 36 where where it talks about Edom, uh, Esau, and, and and so uh, Esau's what, descendants. Yeah, is that it? Okay, yeah. and, and so where Esau's descendants went to was uh, what we call today um, uh, 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 Southern Jordan. Okay. Okay. Lot. Here's another one. He had two sons. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you remember in Genesis, uh, 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 was it 13? I want to say there was a strife. Yes. With him, <laughs> between Abraham. Abraham and Lot. Interesting, right? Uh, and where did Lot go? Lot went to Sodom mm-hmm. and Gomorrah, uh, mm-hmm. where there was obviously some major mm-hmm. uh, issues going on. God uh, destroys Sodom and Gomorrah. What happens is, is Lot uh, hightails it out of there because God pulled him out before he was going to send his uh, wrath. Yeah, um, There's an interesting little nugget there. Uh, but anyways, what ends up happening with Lot is he goes up into this cave with his two daughters. His two daughters get Lot drunk, drunk and, and, and they both conceive from Lot. Mm-hmm. And out comes two children. And those two children uh, were called Ammon and Moab. And, and the, right. the Ammonites and the Moabites. Mm. And, and that is... 
if I remember correctly, that's northern, uh, yeah, northern and middle Jordan today. So, and the okay. reference points are Genesis nineteen thirty-seven and thirty-eight for those. Good, thank for you. For Moab and Ammon. Okay, um, another uh, key component to all this would be Mizraim. Um, you find that in Genesis ten. Uh, Mizraim would be modern day Egypt as well. Uh, you also get in in that area of uh, uh, of Genesis uh, ten. Canaan, that's obvious. We know Canaan. That was the Canaanites. That was uh, uh, all the ites, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, that that that's the the land here that's being promised yeah. to. Uh, to uh, Abraham, uh, and then you have Sheba and Dedan. Mm-hmm. Uh, that again is going to bring you to the area of um, uh, of Saudi Arabia. Uh, obviously, uh, Babel is going to bring you to the area of Iraq. Shinar is going to bring you to the area of Iraq. And these are all the sons of Ham. <clears throat> these are all the sons of Ham, and 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 Ham uh, consistently throughout scriptures comes up against Israel. Mm. Shem, right. Consistently. Yeah. Okay, so don't miss that. What's going on with all that? Uh, God uh, is is moving, and saner, Satan is counter-moving. Yeah. And, and, and every time uh, these these different nations are trying to get, um, or as Israel is trying to move forward, uh, Satan is, 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 is bringing a counter-attack against them. Um, if you were to keep going here, uh, you would uh, come into to, to the Philistines, uh, obviously, we know the Philistines. That's that area today. Uh, we would uh, track right under Israel, heading into Egypt. That area there is all the Philistine. We call that the Gaza Strip today. I think is yeah. what we call mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. That might be something yeah, yeah. we've heard in the Bible. There, I don't know. By the way, over there in North, uh, in uh, uh, Eastern uh, Israel, bordering uh, the uh, uh, um, uh, bordering uh, Jordan. Uh, what do they call that? I think they call that the West Bank. Yes. Huh. Yeah. Wonder what's going on there. Jordan, West Bank. Um, I don't know. Uh, trouble, I think, right? Uh, <laughs> a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, Assur in the Bible. Uh, that's a reference to Assyria. Uh, and, and uh, obviously, the Assyrian Empire uh, is a major player. They took over Israel. Right. Babylon's a major player. They took over Israel. Look at how God mm. has uh, consistently moved. And by the way, do note this: God's always allowed it. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. He's always He's allowing it. Okay, because there's nothing Satan can do. Mm-hmm. But the reason, but note why God does allow it. It's because Israel wasn't doing what they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. If Israel would have done what they would have done, I bet you God would have stepped in and would have just yeah. knocked Satan on his butt. Mm. But because Israel, God said, okay. Yeah. Okay. And there's a very strong spiritual principle there for us today. Huge In the principle. New Testament church. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, so okay. Uh, and then the, maybe the, the, the final ones that I would uh, want to hit on uh, would be, um, um, I mean, not that Magog has a big, uh, big place in what we're talking about, although Magog does represent... Um, Russia today, um, so that would be something we might you know want to know. Uh, Persia, uh, again, the Persian Empire, the media Persian Empire, that's Iran. Um, Ethiopia would be northern, uh, uh, the northern area of Africa today, uh, and then Libya, uh, obviously. Uh, what do they call that up there in Libya? They call they, they, there's three areas in Iraq. There's the West Bank. There's the uh, 
Gaza Strip, and then there's something up there too that's another major player where when you see all the fighting going Lebanon. on. Uh, This is why I need my notes now because I can't remember. But there is something going on up there as well. Um, My point is... Golan Heights. I know that was one of the areas. Golan Heights. Golan Heights. Hey. There it is. Here's Chris. Big, big, big (laughs) things going on there, right? Listen. And by the way, you know what's interesting? When Israel was being led by Joshua into the promised land and were told to wipe... Out. Mm, everything. There's three places they didn't. Yeah, those are the areas. Really? And then guess what? Psalm 83 comes in right there. <laughs> I, I'm sure. I'm oh. sure there's no spiritual thing going yeah, on there. Right. Wow, that's right. something. Hey, history is playing itself out, mm-hmm. just like God said it would. Mm. Um, listen, this is why I came to this book. Amen. I rejected this book, man. But once you start to see the prophetic implications and how things are playing out exactly the way God said, mm. you can't argue it. Mm-hmm. There, there is no arguing. It's mm-hmm. happened. There's no way you could orchestrate that yeah. and make people do what the Bible says, especially when those people don't agree with the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about, and unfortunately, uh, we'd have to say it, everything we just named outside of uh, Magog, those are all Muslim nations. And just so everybody knows, our listeners, because he, he's going through this really quickly, I know that this can bog you down. He was referencing from Genesis chapter 10, verses 6 down, uh, the sons of Ham and all those areas, and he was just going through uh, Ezekiel uh, 38 there and those nations. And I don't know if he's going to hit Psalm 83 or not, but the three areas that he was just talking about, that the Golan Heights, the Gaza Strip, I think it was, and the West Bank, yeah. those are all mentioned, I think, in Psalm 83, correct? Those areas. Psalm 83 and Ezekiel 38. Yeah, and But then yep. those two, yep. So. And, and so here's the thing, okay? So Psalm 83. Mm-hmm. Um, Big and, one. And again, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, take a lot of time talking about it, but, but Psalm 83 is a future yep. event that's going to take place here. Okay. I would say it's the next thing that's going to take place, isn't it? Uh, well, I would say those immediate areas. Is, but, um, as far as the land is concerned. But if you notice, look, 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 look what they're saying here. Right, um, uh, man. I mean, let's just start in verse one. Uh, I'm in Psalm 83. It says, "Keep not thou silence, O God; hold not thy peace, and be not still, O God. For lo, thy enemies. Now look at mm. they. These nations are being called enemies of God. They, they they have lifted up the head. They have taken crafty counsel against thy people. Mm-hmm. And who would be God's people? Mm-hmm. It's Israel, the Jews. And, and look at, even in this passage, God's letting us know there's a difference between Israel and the church. Mm. Look what he says That's there. That's good, yeah. Look what he says there. And consulted against thy hidden ones. Mm-hmm. Well, who are the hidden ones? Mm-hmm. I wonder. I wonder who the hidden ones are. Who are the ones that in the Old Testament mm-hmm. were hidden? That'd be us. The That'd church. be the church. Yep. Okay. Look at, and, and does the Muslim world want to destroy Christians? Mm. Yes, absolutely. What are the two things that they're attacking in the Quran? <laughs> Israel and Christians. Oh, oh, I'm sure all this is by coincidence, man. You know, and by the way, Psalm 83 was written way before, way before the Quran was ever even thought of. Sure. Okay? Just want to make sure we're clear on that. Right? It says, they have said, come and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel be no more in remembrance. Hey, mm. man, I, you don't have to go very far. Mm. You don't have to do very much digging. You don't have to start pulling up very much uh, CNN uh, 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 news and things like that to start seeing what, what, what these Muslim nations are trying to do. Mm. There's going to be no peace there because this isn't about 
giving up land. Mm. It's about all of the land. Mm -hmm. Satan's not going to give up until he gets all of the land. You can give back all the land you want to them. And I say give back only because they think it's theirs. Mm. Okay. You can do that all you want. It's not going to matter. They are going to keep coming until they get it all. Mm. And right now, you say, well, it's been kind of, it's been kind of, you know, kind of slow right now. Listen, Psalm 83 has not happened yet. Right. What the Muslim nations are very good at is being patient and reloading. Yeah. And that's what they're doing right now. Don't worry. It's coming. Mm. I know it's coming. Because Psalm 83 says it's coming. Yeah. Well, they they openly promised to, to wipe Israel off the map. I mean, that is what they want. That's what they've proclaimed. It's it's not hidden. Sure. And now look at in verse 6, the tabernacles of Edom. Now remember what I told you where Edom is? That's Jordan. Do you mm-hmm. think Jordan's got anything against Israel today? Yeah. Right? Uh, the Ishmaelites. What did I tell you? Mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia. You think Saudi Arabia's got anything against? I mean, that's where Mecca is. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moab. Uh, remember what I told you, Moab? Moab is is the, one of the sons. Uh, that would be Jordan again. Uh, uh, the Hagarenes. Do you think the Egyptians have any problem with the with Israel today? Mm. Egypt is actually a very interesting story to watch what's happened with them over the course of the last 10 or 15 years. Uh, but that's not, neither here nor there. I, I will just say this. There was a time there where Egypt was kind of not on friendly terms with Israel, but the leader of Egypt was. But then something happened and there was an overthrow of Egypt. And uh, the president of Egypt now is part of, this is where I need my notes, dang. Uh, what's it called? Um It's a Muslim Muslim brotherhood. brotherhood. Muslim yeah, brotherhood. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. And the Muslim brotherhood, no doubt about it, wants to destroy. And where is the headquarters of the Muslim brotherhood? It's in Damascus. Yeah. And Damascus has a big deal over there in uh, Isaiah 17. Mm. Man, how do I remember this stuff? I'm telling you, I'm crazy. <laughs> when you're saying it, it's triggering <laughs> things in my mind here, Brain too. child, so. I told you. <laughs> I don't get it. God is just, you know, and, he plants stuff in my head, and I guess I just can't forget it. I yeah. don't get it. But, but listen... The point that we're trying to make here is, is that this Abrahamic covenant is a big deal. Mm. It's a big deal physically. It's a big deal spiritually. Don't get past it because just as much. Now, listen, listen to what I'm about to say. Just as much as Satan is trying to grab that seed and that land physically. What do you think he's done through the church? Mm. Spiritually. Yeah, placement his, theology his MO is the same at mm-hmm. its core. And if you don't hear what I just said and you don't buy what I just said, you are lost as what is what is a a ball and tall guy. You go. go, <laughs> You're not getting it, man. Yes. Satan's his tactics are going to be the same, and he's going do note Satan is a spiritual being. He's not gonna just attack on the physical realm. And he is, he is the God of this world. Mm -hmm. So he is going to attack on that realm, but he's going to also attack on the spiritual realm because the word of God does things physically and spiritually. And God knows, Satan knows that. We got to remember Satan's been as far as how long prior to what took place in the garden of Eden was Satan created? We don't know. Right. The Bible doesn't tell us. Right. So I don't know, but I can tell you this. Since the day God made man to the day we live in right now, it's been 6,000 years. Do, do you, do, I mean, do you think Satan doesn't know this book better than any man living on this earth right now today? Mm. I, oh, yeah. Yes. 
Of course he does. He's no fool to what it says. He used to be the proclaimer of God's word. He's no fool to what it says. And so he knows how to attack us. And when we don't allow this book to be our buckler and shield, we don't run to this book as our fortress, our strong tower, we are going to fall into some stuff. We are going to fall into some stuff. We are attacking, if I could say it that way, this Abrahamic covenant and really spending a lot of time in here Mm -hmm. because this is a big one. Mm. This is where a lot of things go astray. Why wouldn't it? Because this is where the seed starts to take place. The seed being yeah, Christ. Yeah. This is the one where where Satan knows he needs to quote unquote spend some time attacking, and and, and he certainly has done that. Mm. Uh, Psalm eighty three mm. uh, is is something that's going to take place here. Uh, gosh, I mean, really, if you really think about it for a second, I'm not sure what else needs to happen. Really, that 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 that. Psalm 83, I mean, if Psalm 83 happened tomorrow, I wouldn't be surprised. Hmm. Uh, Okay, Uh, it certainly could. We are right at the cusp of this happening. Well, you got to look at it. The areas that he's calling out here are the immediate areas right bordering Israel. They all border Israel. And there's been unrest with them. Right now it's going on. And they all border Israel immediately. Yeah, immediate borders. Okay. And before you go, well, well, okay, what is that? You know, that Ezekiel. What's going to happen is, okay, as we're going to, if you if you continue to learn um, and go and follow down, what you're going to find out is, is that what God's going to do is, mm. when they come up against uh, right. uh, Israel, uh, and they're going to, mm-hmm. uh, God is going to quote unquote destroy them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then what's going to happen is Ezekiel 38 and 39 is going to take place. And what's going to happen in Ezekiel 38 and 39, if you were to go over there, now you don't get the immediate boarding. boarding you get country. the nations You get the nations it. that start surrounding yeah. those nations. Mm. But again, they're all Middle Eastern countries. But there is one nation, interestingly enough, that's mentioned in there that isn't of the Muslim world. That's Meshach. That's Magog. That's Russia. Thank you for listening to The Revealing a podcast ministry of One Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida. Senior Pastor, Frank Silvaggio. Associate Pastor, Robert Engel. For more information about One Baptist Jacks, please go to our website, onebaptistjacks.world, or email us, info at onebaptistjacks.world.